0: On Book Club tonight is a woman I had the absolute pleasure of sharing a stage with during last year's Open Book Festival in Cape Town. Uh, Joined alongside Karina Sturek and Dawn Gerish, we were part of a panel discussion entitled The Ties Between Home and Identity. Uh, At the time, I had yet to read her book. It's called Colour Me Yellow, Searching for My Family Truth. But just sharing a stage with Tulian Llappel was enough to see how much I was able to relate to her incredible story. She spoke of the secrets surrounding her birth... How she was alienated by her family, and the terrible, terrible agony of not knowing who she really was. Thule was just seven years old when she realised that no one called her by her name. Instead, she was known as Yellow and was bullied terribly at home and at school. Colour Yellow tells of how years later, Thule, still haunted by her childhood experiences, confronts her mother about her real father and her real surname. Getting no answers, she embarks on years of searching for the truth. In the process, she uncovers unsettling family secrets that irrevocably change all their lives. And I'm delighted that Thule joins us for Book Club this evening. Julie, welcome to Late Nights on Cape Talk and welcome to Book Club. It's so lovely to speak to you again. Uh, first off Tuli, I have to tell you that your story bearing so many similarities to my own uh, around rejection and identity and secrets, it was one of the toughest reads for me last year and I have to admit I haven't actually finished it yet and, and as, as unputdownable as it is I, I had to put it down for a while just because last last year was quite heavy uh, for me. Uh, so with that in mind, were there moments during the writing process that you yourself had to step away from it for a while.
1: I think when I finished writing chapter three, was at mm. it first it was you know, it's just a story, I mean okay I can do this. But after chapter three, when I said things aren't always as they seem
0: Yeah.
1: I couldn't continue. I just couldn't do it. I needed some inspiration. I tried, and it was so hard. Because, I wasn't in mean, Chapter 4, I had to say, hating people, hate other people. Yeah. Then I had to go deeper now. I wasn't ready. And, that's and it's been years of me thinking, no, I can't do this. Yes. I mean, it's, just, it's just a story. But when I got to, after Chapter 3, it stopped being a story.
0: And that's something that I, that I really relate to. And I knew that I would probably always write the story. And the point at which it came that I really sort of started writing seriously, I thought I would be fine. It's just exactly the same thing. It's just a story. Uh, but a few chapters in it and I was the same. I'd, suddenly, it suddenly hit me that, in fact, that the things that I was writing about that I thought I had dealt with, I hadn't. Is that Do you relate to that?
1: Yes, that is so true. Because, I mean, as I said, oh, no, I mean, I know this. I mean, I've committed. I mean, i accepted it, it's okay. But once you start putting it down in writing, it becomes strange. And you find that, I mean, now the emotions are coming back, the pain and everything. But I thought I had dealt with it. I thought I was over this. I think it wasn't over until I finished writing and I had to get all the first draft, the second draft. Only then can I say, okay, I've dealt with it. Yeah. It was difficult, I must say, and for me, being a journalist, I mean, I've done horrible stories, mm. I've seen everything, but telling my own story was the most difficult thing. The book is
0: about your search for your family truth. Without giving anything away, what you f- about what you found during your search? Can you talk about what it was that motivated you to start writing in the first place?
1: To start writing, yeah. I mean, writing was about. It was. I mean, when I was searching, it was a lonely journey. No one understood why I had to search for my father. I mean, you are okay. You're doing well. Why don't you just let sleeping dogs lie? Just forget this. Just leave your life. So it it became difficult. Like, I mean, you're lonely. You're doing this thing alone. You, no one's supporting you. Was they don't see what is the need of searching for your family, of searching for your father? Mm. So, I continued searching. That is why when I started writing, I said, "How many other people are in this similar situation that I was in? They wish they knew their real identities, but they're discouraged in searching because they are told it's okay. I mean, it's the past, why don't you let the past go?" So I decided, no, it's time that I mean I tell my story, painful as it is." And family members might not like it, but it's about time I talk about it so that when someone is out there and going through the same, then they can see that I'm not alone. It's not a bad thing. It's about me. It's not about anyone else.
0: In the response that you've had to the book, uh, which, has been, which has been incredible, and I don't know if you've found this, but often I'll open my, my inbox in the morning and somebody who's read uh, the book will, will have sent me a message, somebody that I couldn't possibly have imagined would ever have read, uh, read the book and, and, and there are messages, and, and so often uh, I find validation in that. D- does the same thing happen to you?
1: Yeah, it's the same thing. I mean, people you've never met mm. in provinces that you, you've never even spent more time Mm. It's like they talk to you like they know you. It's like, I mean, it's someone they've met because they've met you through the book. And when they tell you what happens to them when they put the book down after reading it, then it, it gives you it that sense of like fulfillment to say it was not in vain.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was not in vain. Touching
0: on on your story, what is your personal view on family secrets and how damaging they can be?
1: Family secrets, especially in black communities, where you every time you talk about the truth, you are scared about ancestors, you talk about the truth, they tell you about God. It, I mean, there are too many secrets. And it's like you cannot question others. That's how we are brought up. You don't even look an adult in the eye. You must just accept what you are told. So, there's a lot of family secrets because, I mean, we have elderly, uh, grand, especially grandmothers, they are, they are the keepers of secrets in black society. Mm. There's nothing they don't know, but they don't tell. So, the irony is, it's women who are keeping these secrets, and these secrets mainly are hating other women. But they keep them. That's how it is. There's so many secrets that i mean, in, in the black community, like we are sitting with in families. And it's damaging because after you find out, you've got to still continue to be in that family. That's your family. You didn't choose it. You still have to be there. And instead of the support, you get like the night. It's like, who do you think you are? Why are you telling people about us? This was our secret. I mean, why didn't you keep it to, like, in the family? Why did you talk about it in public? So it's not like you get support after, like, revealing or talking about it. No. You're ostracized even more than you were before.
0: One of the things that comes alongside secrets inevitably uh, is shame. Can you talk about uh, the, the impact that shame uh, has had on your life and whether you now uh, have been able to let it go?
1: think, likely for me. I was ashamed before finding out who I am, how it happened. I mean, I was I was ashamed. If I can tell you, I was I didn't even wear what you call a skirt like a girl. Like put on a t-shirt inside. I couldn't. I'll wear baby t-shirts. I'll wear jeans, I, I was hiding.
0: Mm.
1: I, I couldn't just face myself. I was ashamed. But I mean, after knowing the truth, instead of, no matter how painful it was, after knowing what happened, I had that peace inside to say, everything is fine. Now it's okay. Because i spent all my life being ashamed of everything. In class I couldn't like answer, I couldn't lift my head. I-, I, was inv- I wanted to be invisible. I occupied such little space everywhere I went. I tried not to be seen. Mm. As if everyone knew what was happening, and people didn't know, I was just hiding.
0: There is a danger uh, in 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 writing memoir that the author um, is can be so keen not to appear unlikable that in fact uh, that the opposite happens um, in terms of they come across as being quite disingenuous, almost too perfect. How aware were you when writing of how you were coming across?
1: I think for me and that's what pe- many people have said to say I mean they've read memoirs before but I mean this is like the mm-hmm. most honest they've ever seen. Yeah. I mean I and yours it too because they're saying you didn't try to polish it up.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: didn't try to make it feel good. You just told the truth.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know which is why when we read it we feel like we know you. We, we can walk with you, with you through this journey. Unlike something that is Heavily edited, and you're trying to look strong. You're trying to be okay. I didn't do that.
0: No, you didn't at I all. I
1: told this my life the way I remember it. Yeah, good and bad, painful and everything. I just put it down.
0: But did you did you ever think in in doing that? Were you were you worried about how you might come across?
1: No. I think I worried before writing. I mean, I've spent many years sitting with this manuscript, not wanting to complete it. Mm. Because I was worried about all those things. What if I mean i upset too much? How will people look at me after knowing this? But when I decided it was time, I just forgot about everything. I just said, I'll tell the truth the way I remember it. Whether people like it or not, it's okay. Whether family agrees or they don't agree, it is my truth. So coming across was uh, was a pro- was something I thought about after reading uh, so many memoirs in my last but when people edit it and it looks good, mm. they look powerful, they yes. look strong. I don't. You mm. read my my, my memoir, it's just me. Yeah. We get some time, yeah. You know, yeah. Weeping sometimes. It's just like human, it's me.
0: Yeah, and I think that's why so many people uh, have have been able to to relate to it. Uh, The themes in the book, we've spoken about uh, many people, of course, relating to family secrets, rejection, shame. When you were writing, how conscious were you of your potential audience? Or did the book, at the time of writing, was it serving more as a type of catharsis for you?
1: No, when I was writing, I didn't even think about an audience. I didn't even think about selling copies. I mean, I just said, I want to tell this this story of my life. I want to get it over and done with. I want to move on with my life. I'm just tired of, like, every time someone's asking me and scratching my head, I don't know where to start. Because I haven't healed from it. I'm like, I walk away. If I, if I were to say it, and then it's out in the open, I don't have to feel like I need to explain something. It's there. Mm. And, I mean, if you read it, it's fine. If you haven't read it, then go check it. It's out there. Even if you don't know it, I don't have to feel like I have to hide something. Mm. Mm. I have to scratch my head every time. I say, where were you born? I'm not sure. Yeah. So it, make it, it made it easier for me to say, okay, I'll just write. I don't care who's going to read it. Even now, I don't know. Many people who buy my book, are they women? Are they men? Are they black? Are they white? I don't know. Mm. To me, it's just a book I wrote It. That's the story of my life. It's out there, and people are buying it out. I don't even want to check who's who's reading it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I really really relate to that. I really relate to that. How much do you believe the saying that the truth will set us free? How much do you believe that that is true?
1: I don't believe it for a second that Mm. the truth will set you free. Mm. No. The truth will threaten to kill you before it sets you free. Yeah. There is nothing as difficult as raw truth. And no one will tell you that. They'll only say, oh, the truth shall set you free. No, it doesn't just set you free. Knowing the truth is the most difficult thing ever. I went through it. It's not easy to deal with the truth. We all want it like watered down, edited a little, not raw truth. And I had to deal with it raw, as it was.
0: Yeah. Tuli, before we talk a a little bit more about the book and about your writing process, uh, could you read something for us from the book?
1: I think I will read for you as I said, I mean after writing chapter 3, that's when it became difficult for me. So I think I will go to chapter 3 Okay, and because that's where the change began when I was like doing chapter 3 and I felt it's becoming too much. I couldn't continue
0: mm.
1: for weeks. Uh, chapter 3, I talk about uh, things can't always, things aren't as always as they seem. And I'm talking about where I, I moved to Pretoria in the township and going to some deep, deep rural village near Swaziland. Okay, I will read chapter 52 and go chapter 3 of the book. Okay. Yeah, I'm saying until then, my life had revolved around paternal grandmother's yard in Zebe, a trip to the Gerg in Klebhat, and a bus ride to school in Harangua. We no longer visited maternal grandpa's home. I must have gone into Pretoria town with mother once or twice. All I remember- remembered about those trips was that we were nicely dressed. We once once went into a place where mother sat on a chair and someone pointed a a piece of equipment with a lightning contraption at her. I was asked to stand next to her and another lightning contraption went on. Later, mother was given what she said was a photograph. What I saw were papers that were different from the ones in my school exercise book because they had our images on them. And they were shiny. They looked expensive too. I liked my photograph. I was wearing long-sleeved dress and socks pulled up to reveal the lace around my legs. I even remembered the beautiful music that used to be played even in the OK Bazaars, which we visited on the occasions when we went to town, and the inviting smell at Woodward's doors. Even though I was not yet a teenager then, Putting my life in other people's hands wasn't something I'd do casually. I knew that I wanted to be safe and I must handle things myself and not let other people handle the, and let other people handle theirs. I couldn't think of one person who might want to do anything good for me. Even the nicer of the cousins, like the second aunt's older daughter, Ailey, always wanted something in return. If she sneaked a few. Sweet to me, getting something nice for free, I had not come across that before. I think I stopped there, Sure. Because sure. why I chose this part, I think that is why I, when I go back to like how this whole lie, this uh, not telling me the truth, this secret affected me. For even to this day, I struggle like accepting help from someone. mm Something as simple as someone just like you saying, I'll get a glass of water for you It becomes difficult for me to accept what if you want something in return? Hmm. That's where that come from? People oh, no. need something in return you want I mean for something that they', they got to get so it that's the part that affected me so much. I still cannot believe it. I I'm won't... just lucky to have friends who understand. Who say, "Oh, well, she's like that. She's not a person." They find ways of uh, of assisting because I still cannot accept help, and it comes back. Something that started a long time ago when people were doing something for me, they expected something in return. Simply because they knew who I was. Yeah. And I, you know, I what they were saying, I don't they liked me. No, they knew. I was the only fool around, Hmm. so I had to learn to trust, and I'm not fully there. The thing, the thing about very difficult for me to trust.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, the The thing truly about family secrets, of course, is that nobody wants them uh, to be told. So uh, I have to ask, how have uh, your family reacted to the book?
1: Well, because I hardly have that family. They just like abandon me.
0: Yeah.
1: So, those that I know, the younger cousins and younger sisters, I mean, they repeated well, but all of them are saying there's too many secrets in this family. You can tell. I mean, we ask this, we don't get answers. We just don't know what's happening. Others in this family don't open up. But the older generation, I still remember when the truth came out and I was sitting with the uncles I was told in no uncertain terms to say there is no way you can reveal this to anyone. Hmm. You are going to keep it because you are older now, you have children, no one deserves to be upset by the truth so keep it to yourself. I was told. Wow. So now that I mean I didn't keep it to myself, you can imagine who who wants to answer my phone call when I call. Yeah. Yes.
0: Do you have any regrets at all?
1: Not at all. I've never been free. Mm. I've never been at peace in my life like I am right now. I don't walk around with, like, a, 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 a baggage. I'm not walking around saying someone who I'll be discovered. There's a little lie that I'm keeping. No, I'm free. Is it? So I have no regret that I'm in a sport. I have no regret that, I like, I'm walking naked in public. It's okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah no, I I relate to that. Uh, what's next? Because people um, inevitably, once somebody uh, has loved what you've written, uh, they want no. you they want you to write something else. Uh, very quickly, are you are you working on anything else?
1: Uh, I'm researching because I mean, where I end this book, I end it on a spiritual journey. Yeah. So what I'm gonna continue on, what I'm working on now, is like what happens through this spiritual journey and what it is.
0: Can I dare I ask when it might be available? (laughs) <laughs> no you you don't how no. to ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know that feeling. I know that feeling. Truly, uh, it's it's been wonderful that to to have you on. Uh, I'm feeling uh, brave enough now in the new year to to pick up uh, the book. It was it was I think I just picked it up at a time where I was not ready to deal with with any more um just having had quite a hectic year myself, but but I but in the in what I've read that being able to relate to another person, I think that's the Beauty of of memoir that touches people is is that idea of connection and and relating. Uh, I am I'm very much looking forward to finishing, and I'm very much looking forward to reading uh, book number two. But no pressure, no pressure, Tulie.
1: No, I'm glad. I mean, I mean, because I read your book before I could talk about mine, and it helped me to say, so I'm not alone. It's okay. Someone somewhere understands. Mm. That's how I felt when I was reading your book. Thank
0: you thank you well no i and and the same to you it was it's. I think when you're dealing, particularly with with the insidiousness and the toxicity uh, around family secrets and rejection, all one wants to hear is you are not alone. And uh, and I certainly yeah. heard that heard that uh, in in your book. Um, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. The book uh, is called Colour Me Yellow and is available uh, in all good bookshop. In fact, every bookshop that I've been into uh, in the last <laughs> six months, it, it's there. Uh, it's doing tremendously well. And uh, and once again, uh, so much thanks for you and uh, and thanks so much for joining. Joining us tonight on on late nights. It's